on this edition of the Abrams Boxing Show, powered by Last Out Media and brought to you by www.15rounds.com, the worldwide leader in boxing news. Also brought to you by Abrams Boxing PR Media and Broadcasting, the industry standard for boxing media relations and play-by-play broadcasting. I will be speaking with super welterweight Thomas Cornflake Lamana. Lamana takes on Brian Mendoza this Saturday night live on FS1 from the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Sit back, relax, and listen to this interview with Thomas Cornflake Lamana. Good Tuesday night to everybody. Mark Abrams here in Philadelphia. Let's go all the way out to the left coast, Los Angeles, where we got junior middleweight contender, WBA ranked, uh, I believe, number 13 these days, Thomas Lamana, who takes on Brian Mendoza this Saturday night. Live, uh, you're going to be part of the FS1 version of the show, if I'm not mistaken. What's up, Cornflake? Yep, what's going on, Mark? What's yep. going on? FS1, Saturday night. So uh, let's uh, get right into, we were supposed to start about 10 minutes ago, and this is a very interesting in today's world we live in, especially in these, quote, this bubble world that you're living in, uh, you know, for the next five, six days. Uh, what just happened there? Yeah, right as about, we were about to go on the air to start our um start our interview uh you got called to for like some paperwork with uh that to do your testing and all that stuff correct yeah so uh you you called it's five o'clock on the dot with five my time here eight your time and the door just like boom 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 like the police and it was one of the security guards i opened the door he got his mat he got everything i swear to god my i was like yo i got covid like i told me you gotta go and uh, now he just, you know, knocked on the door and he said, no, you're clear. Everything is cool. Come down and get your temperature check. Um, yeah, every day we got to do temperature checks. Actually, multiple times a day. I think twice a day you got to do uh, temperature checks um, uh, and then bring bring uh, filled paperwork, uh, you know, sh- saying and sign off that we got no symptoms and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so it was just part of the process. But uh, it was the first time um, – Everybody was down there. Like I even just seen my opponent. I seen Laura. I seen Angula. Like well, everybody's down there, basically. Um, you know, so it's just part part of the world we live in. And that's probably a you know in a weird way. It's kind of a, is it like a welcome thing for you to do to at least be able to get out of your room and see a little life out there. It was good to stretch my legs, yeah, because I'm stuck in this room. I gotta tell, hey, I gotta tell you this though. I have a nice, it's like a studio, nice room. I get a kitchen. I get the nice bathroom. I got a king-size bag. I got a couch, TV. I'm good. Like, when I walked in and, and you walk into the kitchen, it's like, oh, I'm set. Because, you know, I was being told, you know, obviously, like, Mike Fox came out here, Vito. And they didn't, they both still, like, said that their their experience wasn't pleasant, but I'm good. Like I could make work with with all this, you know. And what's and what's uh, your workout schedule? Obviously, uh, you know you want to. I don't know what your weight situation is, but you're always trying to get those last couple pounds. Yeah, off. of course. I mean, I, look. Thankfully, I came here on, on. I came here like five pounds over, so I was like one fifty nine, one sixty, sixty one. Um, I believe I left the gym yesterday morning, um, so I'm not too far over. I'm just chilling. Uh, in the room all day, I do a shake out here. Um, uh, I got I got my own uh, sauna. I got a portable sauna that I brought out here. 
so I'm good. Like making weight for me really isn't, um, uh, really never has been an issue. Um, cause it's all water weight. And then the next two days, uh, we get to use the gym at a certain time. I'll shake out there. Uh, maybe I'll just use capitalize on those days to maybe do a 20 minute jog and just stretch shadow box or whatever. And just come up here and chill. I mean, it's, but the body works itself. You know what I mean? The body will uh, take care of the rest for me. Got my got our friend Adrian Clark from Dallas saying what's up to us on the uh, on Facebook guy. Facebook tonight. Um, so let's let's get let's get into everything. Obviously, we have a fight coming up this Saturday night against Brian Mendoza. Uh, talk about uh, the fight. Talk about Brian Mendoza. You know, it's going to be real cliche. Um, I really don't know too much about him. He, uh, I know he was with top rank. Um, I recall, it's funny, I recall watching his last fight um, only because um, obviously I was trainer uh, uh, Salas. I, I know who he is, and I'm a fan, obviously. I'm, you know, as you know, I'm a boxing fan, first and foremost. So I follow, you know, just like just a little bit of everybody, promoters, trainers, fighters, managers, whatever. And I'm a fan of Salas, and Salas will always post them up uh, doing pads. Like, oh, this kid, oh, he looks good. I watched this fight like a one round, and then I went running, and I'll never forget. Um, and and of course, when I got the call for the fight, you do your little research to see who he is because I didn't recognize the name, and you could I couldn't find that fight on nowhere. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. So um, other than that, I um, the truth is this: truth is this. When you compare apples to oranges with me and Brian Mendoza. He's never gone past eight rounds. Um, he only went eight rounds once, and he lost um, to a nine and one fighter. I've been eight and ten rounds, well over, well over. Like I don't even know how many times. So I got that. It's his first fight at forty. I mean, at fifty four. Um, so he's coming up. Um, truthfully, I don't think he has a. I don't think he has a boxing IQ in general. To be honest, I think he like gets controlled like a robot, like a PS four game. Um, he can't make his own adjustments. I don't think we'll find out. And and that, and just to sum it up, he just don't got the experience that I have. He don't got the ring experience that I have. He don't got the. He's never been in places that I've been in. You know, whatever deep eight, nine, ten round fights where like, you know, I I I I just told somebody else on another interview. He never had to pull out pull a trick out of a hat and win the last two out of the uh, last three rounds to pull a draw when I fought Gabe Bracero. You know what I mean? Like, we look, look at the scores. Had I not won one of those rounds, I'd have lost the fight. You know what I mean? And and that's it. So, like, and I knew that. So, like, it's shit like that that he uh, never experienced. I have experienced. And, like, the Dusty Harrison fights and, you know, all that. Even though, like, they all weren't wins, they were major lessons, major, major lessons that get me ready for something like this. I, I have a, a, a question. I, I actually was thinking of it today when I was thinking of questions to ask you. Uh, I don't know if you were told this or I'm just, I'm asking. I have no idea. It, you're still ranked by the WBA. You're ranked number 13th. Is it more than coincidence that you're on this card just in case something goes <laughs> wrong with the main event? Uh, are you, I mean, is there, I don't know, even know if you're even allowed to reveal yes, this. Yes, are you, yes, you yes, are, yes, you, okay, yes. You are, you are a potential standby should something happen with Vendetti or Laura to maybe or or Laura, yeah, I mean, or in the main event, 
Okay, so well, it's yeah. interesting. I mean, yeah. Because I know That's a lot crazy. of... Jake, Jake Donovan just texted me and asked me that, too. Like, like great, five minutes before the, the thing. Great great minds think alike. Um, yeah. So, obviously, your last fight didn't go the way you, you want to. Uh, the fight with Coda. Yeah. To get this opportunity to get back on television right away against a guy 18 and 1, uh, talk about that being able to, you know, maybe kind of redeem yourself a little bit right away. Huge, huge, huge um, blessing. Honestly, it's like I got really, I got lucky. Um, I got lucky to have a good relationship with Louis DeCubis Jr. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? He, um, you know, I look, I'll never forget. I, I was walking to the dressing room. What? How, how far from the ring to the locker room? A two-minute walk? We're in Philly. At the Leocor Center? Yeah, a couple minutes. Go up and around. And, and he, uh, he stopped me and said, bro, I'm going to get you another fight. I'm gonna, Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to get you another fight. And fuck. Excuse my language. He, he sure enough did. He um he got me his opportunity. At first, we were supposed to fight, as you know, uh, Francisco Santana. Yes. He, we were going, we were going to get that fight, and then Santana um, just decided to stay at forty-seven and stuff. So um, he mentioned Mendoza. I said, "All right, well then, I, I, I'm not in a, I'm not in a spot to say no. I'm just not." So it's the right guy. Like I said, all the, all the advantages are on my side. All the advantages are on my side. So you know, we took it. But yeah, coming off my last fight. Another learning experience, another lesson. Um, shit. Bad night, off night for me, but I'm very, very fortunate to come right back and to redeem myself. Yeah, obviously, it's a different mindset because if you look at, you know, the, your first maybe couple setbacks, you would, you know, maybe get a couple, quote, get well fights and then, you know, step back yeah. up. Is this it? Why, why is there the different mindset of, you know, kind of getting right back on the horse? Um, Listen, Brian Mendoza is nothing special to me. So it's a kid that he's there. Honestly, Brian Mendoza would be he he don't bring nothing more than what like a Gabe Bracero. Uh, I mean, obviously he's like ten or fifteen years younger, but other than like age, he don't bring nothing different than a Gabe Bracero. Bracero, like all his experience and you know his his you know just just what he just brings. This kid ain't nothing special. Look, I know he can fight. He's eighteen and one. He was with top rank. Mm-hmm. Um, he was with top rank. He got signed, and and like all that's good and great. But you know, I just think this is just my time. And I tell I tell everybody, and Mark, I told you, you know, this is do or die for me. If I can't if I can't beat a, a good fighter like Brian Mendoza, I don't belong at you know to even be mentioned with a, a, a world champion like Arasandilar. Or be a replacement for Arislandy Law or Greg. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't deserve it. So, and I got too much pride for myself to be labeled as an opponent. I don't want to be a journeyman. I don't want to. You know what I mean? Um, I've told everybody. Um, to the naked eye, people think people would think that you know, like I've been food food sped. I said food sped. fed. Food. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. I'm. You can tell I'm making weight. Um, uh, boxing in general, which. Mark, you've worked, you know, with me for a long time. We've, I've done all my stuff, um, off the muscle, like with this boxing stuff, uh, promoting. You remember calling me, uh, as I'm running. You got to ask questions. I got to answer them mm-hmm. while I'm running. Stuff like that. Like those are stuff that I go back to, and I and I, um, 
remembered. You know what I mean? Like what got me here and all the grit and grind and stuff. And I'm just not going to let it all go to waste. Um, but Saturday night will be the determinant factor for real. Like for real, for real this time. If I can't beat this kid, I gave him my all. And I gave boxing a lot of good stuff, I think. Well, you've only retired once. You're you're allowed three or four of them in this sport. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that was that was a bad. Yeah. But see, it's crazy. I I I I can't say retired because I came back four months later or whatever. But I I quit. Like I just quit, man. I quit off a win. I quit quit off numerous of wins. I quit off of getting a nice little uh uh regional WBC belt. Like I you know I was like I was just so dumb with boxing because. Because I wasn't getting to where I'm at today, meaning world rated, recognized, TV exposure, um, um, and all that good stuff that I've really truly felt I deserved, um, you know, I guess back then. Um, and then, you know, years later, years later, uh, here we are. Actually, it's been three years. It was three years. What? August 19th, right? So what? About almost a week ago, four or five, you know, four or five days ago, six days ago, it was been three years that I was just done boxing, done, man. Uh, I just hated it. And then three years, we got to where we're at uh, with some wins, with some losses, with some uh, with a draw. But it got me to where I am. And, um, you know, you know, Mark, I'm 28. I got a daughter, got a fiance. There's life after boxing. And um, shit. You know, uh, I'm, 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 uh, you know, whatever, man. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see, we got Adrian Clark. I can't, be, I can't be getting sentimental, man. Adrian Clark again says, I love this guy. He must, he really must not know, he must not know you too well. And Mark, I'm, I'm the guy. That's why. I'm like, what you mean? He said, That's win, my dude. Win 29 coming up. Should get a title shot in 2021. Uh, go over to Twitter. Stanislav Boston, who, uh, you know, d- does some writing. I, I know him. He said, what's up, champ? Um, yes, my, yeah, yo, I, I, we, we've been going back. I just got in on Twitter. Like I've had a Twitter forever, but I just started getting heavy. Not heavy. I can't say heavy, but you know, just you know, um, good dude, man. Yeah, he always like likes, retweets all my stuff. It's pretty cool. You mentioned that you know uh, Louis Dacubis Jr. Obviously, he's closely associated with the the premier boxing champions. This is your your second straight fight on there. Is is that? By coincidence, obviously, there's a lot of action going on at 154. Is is that the reason why uh, you know <clears throat> you've uh, been on you know the last two shows that you've been on? Yeah, I mean, and PBC really, when you look at it, um, Matchroom, Golden Boy, uh, Top Rank, and and uh, PBC, all the 154s, <clears throat> the good one, you know. Well, look, Patrick Tixeri is world champ. I can't, I can't knock him. He's the Golden Boy. Um, I think. Um, uh, Matchroom has that 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 Russian guy that fought in Oklahoma last mm-hmm. week or two weeks ago, whatever his name is. Yes. Other than that, and they and Golden Boy, I just say Golden Boy. Uh, Tom at top rank, they don't really have other than um they had uh the kid that uh Texera beat Carlos Adamas. They don't have no one fifty four. So what I'm saying is PPC has all the one fifty fours. Um, elite. Uh. The elite guys, the world champions, to the, you know, to the guys like Jorge Cotas, uh, uh, myself, Brian Mendoza, like they have everybody. Um, you've seen like uh, for do- uh, the the tall kid, Fedorna, Fandora, Fandora. You know what I mean? Uh, they have everybody. So yeah. So 
but like how the how me and Louis, I guess really got this. Man, it was just man. I don't know, man. I was just me being me, not you know, because when this pandemic hit, I reached out to all like my 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 guys, like you know, just seeing how everybody was, just nonchalant, not even expecting responses because of what was going on. Louis and I just stayed in touch, stay in touch. Uh, all is good, you know, because I know he has, you know, uh, kids, he has family and stuff, making sure everything was good. <clears throat> and then one day, he hit me out of like clear blue sky. What's the lowest weight you can make? And then it just went from there. Uh, you, you, met, you mentioned Fendor. He just fought last week. Uh, we'll talk a couple of little, little things at 154 while, while you, you mention it. I mean, you, you're considered tall, you know, 6'2", I guess you are. Six foot six one. I keep telling everybody I'm six one and a half, man. Well, as Don as Don as Don told me one time when he brought Nikolai Valuev to the uh, United States, I guess Nikolai Valuev was listed seven foot. Don would say he was really seven one, but they didn't want to scare anybody. So, yeah. um, uh, you mentioned Fundor. Could you imagine fighting a guy that big at six foot seven? I mean. <clears throat> I mean, truthfully, no, because that's weird. But for me, I mean, look, I, I obviously have a, a, a more advantage than I'm trying to think. Is it, like, who are other tall 154s? Well, no, no one's that tall. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I I was out in Vegas. No, 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 I'm talking. I'm talking like guys like six foot, six one, like the Charlos. I think they're six foot, maybe. The Texeros, six foot, six one. What I'm saying is, like Nathaniel Gallimore, who's what five ten, five something like that, whatever. Look, those three inches they make they make a difference. Um, they make a difference. So, but no, I couldn't imagine. I mean, shit, it's weird. Okay. I've never really remember fighting a guy taller than me ever. Never. Yeah. I've sparred with like obviously Derek Webster and Gabby Pham in in the in the Jersey Philly area, um, but. What are they? Six four, something like six, that. Yeah. So, and truthfully, when we spar, I don't feel like the smaller man, even though I am, and 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 obviously I, I am the smaller man, but I don't feel like it's not like I'm fighting giant. You got a hello out here from your buddy Isaiah Selden, Selden saying hello. Guy. Um, I do. Let's uh, uh, go ahead about a should be about a month from now the unification fight in the 154 uh, pound division. Uh, between uh, Jamel Charlo and Jason Rosario. What are your thoughts on that? Great fight, man. That's a great card. That's a great card with the brothers and, and who they're fighting. Um, honestly, all right, so look, styles make fights, right? Styles make fights. Um, everybody can go back and look, everybody was, was pumping. I think people were pumping for Dorna, for what's his name? Sebastian Fundora. Fundora. I think everyone was pumping Fundora's stoppage win over Gallimore because of the fact that he knocked out Rosario, right? How many years well, ago? That's, that's the way this business is. It, you know, it is, right? Okay, so... But, okay. Um, but just to get on that... Well, and I'll tell you him. this. If you look great on Saturday night, they'll be talking about you the next day. That's just the way... The, sure, you sure, know. sure, 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 sure. But, but again, like you said, that's the way it is. But let me let me just stay on on Fedora and and Gallimore real quick because J Rock made a great point on my thirty seconds of Twitter that I actually did catch it, like my my thirty seconds on Twitter a day that I actually caught this. 
um, and it was the night of that fight or like the, the night after. I mean, not the fight, the day after. He mentioned that how after J-Rock beat Gallimore, he wasn't the same. Then you look at Gallimore's resume, you see like all like the top guys who he's fought and stuff. And yeah, no, maybe he hasn't beaten them um, of recent. I think the, the last guy, the last known guy he beat, I think it was Justin Deloach. Correct. Maybe. Maybe. But that was a while ago. And he's took a lot of hard, tough fights back to back to back to back to even where he got a win and like a majority decision over like a six and one guy. So like that, that's, that's the shit that I pay attention to. Like, yeah, okay, I get it. You knocked out Rosario on a great night you had, but you know, like that just makes that, that just makes me believe like styles really make fights. So you asked me about Rosario and, and, and Charlo, listen, Rosario was not supposed to beat J-Rod, man. He, he just was not supposed to beat him. I was, you know I mean? Um, stylistically and grit and, and just skills. Because and, I'm a big advocate of skills pay the bills. Um, power, that, that means something, all that. But skills pay the bills, in my, in my opinion. Um, I don't think Rosario lasts probably seven rounds with Charlo. Because he gets hit. Um, Charlo punches maybe four. 50 gazillion times way harder than Gallimore. Um, and this, again, Grant, this is going back years where Gallimore wasn't the same. And, and keep in mind, mind you, before, I don't recall if it was before, right before or right after the, the Gallimore fight, I thought Jorge Cota beat uh, um, Rosario. That was the one, one of the two fights. I watched the uh, fight with um, Charlo because it was the most recent, meaningful, and the Rosario fight of Coda when I was getting ready to fight him. I thought, unbiased because I was fighting him, I thought Coda beat Rosario and lost him. You know what I mean? Styles make fights. Um, Charlo will hunt, hunt him down. He'll, I think he'll catch him. Rosario is not a boxer, and the, and the best way to beat Charlo is to outbox him. Like Tony Harrison did, um, um, and yeah, I don't, I don't see it going past seven rounds with Charlo just clipped some. Now, of, now of, the other Charlo, um, the one sixty, I don't see him beating Devranchenko, man. It's gonna be a good fight. I don't see him beating Div- like you said. Devranchenko's a he, he's an ox. Now, if he beats him, I won't be surprised, but I just don't see it, man. I don't see it. I don't see it. A uh, c- couple last questions. Your guy, you fought most of your fights in and around your area where you were able to attract a good amount of your, your fans there. Give me no yeah. fans in there on Saturday night. Is it be a little bit different for you? That, you know, um, have you thought about what that's going to be like? I think it will work out better for me. I swear to God. I think I could focus more. I, you don't play into no crowd. Um, it's like a, It's like a... Glorified, no, no, not glorified. Sparring. Um, some of the some of the fighters like, asked that official, question too have said that it's an official sparring match. I think you get paid. It's for an official too. sparring match. I'm not worried about, you know, was it going to be 15, 20 people in the room between the commissions and the teams? That that's nothing. It's way boxing's all about. You got to use every trick that you could, um, and mental plays a big part of, of a fight. Do, um, do, do you, I mean, you, uh, you mentioned the word sparring and, you know, it's how 
do you think some of these fighters get into that sparring mode at all during these fights? No, no, you don't think so? I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I guess you can't speak back, for other fighters, but yeah, I can't definitely can't speak for any fighters. But when just go back and see, look at any of the fights, you know, okay, maybe other than. Sean Porter and the kid and this kid he just fought that looked like just a, a sparring session. Correct. But the- that was like a level shit. That was his levels. That was that was but other than that, no. I mean it's a real fight. But I think it would work out personally better for me. I get to pay attention. I get to hear my corner. I don't uh play into the crowd. I don't hear, you know, Joe Blow in in, in the crowd screaming, you know, this thing when and you know what I mean? Like, nah. I think it'll work out better for me. So I go there, use my mind, use my tools, get the job done, and come home to my girl, man. There we go. Uh, last question. What do you want to say to the fan? Last two questions. What do you want to say to the fans out there? Last two questions. Is this the first or last? It's the first. And, and, and the other one, if you watch any of my interviews, I the last two questions are always the same. Okay. All right. So let me start the first. And then I want to say, listen, Saturday night, FS1, Brian Mendoza, um, Take him to somewhere he's never been. He's been. He's never been. He's never been nowhere. I don't care who he trains with. I don't care who he spars with. I don't care who his coaches. It's not a fight. None of that shit could could fight for him. Um, we're gonna take him to places that he's never been, and uh, God willing, come out with the win. Uh, most importantly, come, uh, we both come out, and all the fighters on the card, um, and in boxing in general, obviously, um, uh, come out injury free, you know, and um, go home to our families. Uh, and the last question, or we... or or it could be Laura Vendetti. Same shit, same shit with them. Same shit with them. They might have been places that that I've never been, but that's okay. Uh, only in that, only in that case. You mentioned something. Actually, I lied. I'm going to ask you one more question. I should have asked you this question earlier. The fact that you know you've been told that there's a whatever percent chance or whatever you know you could be facing someone else. On Saturday night for bigger, bigger stakes. How do you how do you keep that out of your mind? I'm not going to sit and lie to you. You you, you really don't. I trained 100 percent for Brian Mendoza. Yeah. Like I didn't have not one southpaw sparring. I'm lying. We there was this amateur kid that got in for like two rounds. Mm-hmm. Amateur kid because I did 12 rounds that day, and he got in for like two rounds just to show a look, and I was just moving around. Other than that. I didn't have no softball spawn. We didn't look into Laura. We didn't nothing. So or Vendetta, no, it was nothing, nothing like that. I just know um, before you know when I signed the contract, I I signed two contracts: one for Mendoza, one at like an addendum where if shit happens, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I, that's all I know. I didn't pay no mind to it. I never asked nobody what the case is. Nothing. So, um, but oh, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, fuck. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Well, don't don't you know blame I mean? me um, for God forbid. Don't blame yeah, me I, for I putting want... in your head. No, no, no. I'm, no it's not in my head. Again, I'm focused on Mendoza. Um, I'm focused on Mendoza, and and I only switch that gear if that happens. You know what I mean? I, you know, I hope that you know nobody got the virus or get you know test positive or nothing um, for health purposes. But um, yeah, you know, that's it. Right, this is the official last question. Where yeah. do we find you on social media? Social media. Um, I want to get my Twitter up. So at official. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Cornflake Boxing on Twitter. Instagram, official Cornflake Boxing. 
Um, and just Facebook, Thomas Lamana or Thomas Cornflake Lamana, um, a fan page. There you have it, live from the bubble out in Los Angeles. We will see you Saturday this, night. Yo, this bubble sucks, man. It's so how's the, how's, the, how, how's the food? Great. I don't. I don't well, care. I don't know what. The, I don't know what the hell. I don't know what the hell they were talking about. Yeah, but you gotta keep in mind, I packed. I got. I brought my own pasta. I got my own meats. I got steaks. I got chicken. I got, I got, I got all my stuff. See, I come prepared. I've been doing this for a long time. Got all my rolls. I'm good. I got all my my bread, sounds, my eggs. Sounds like you. Sounds like I'm you robbed Del, Rob Del, you Rob Del Frisco's or the Capitol Grill or something. No, you know, no, 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 no. I wish, but kinds. when I get back, I could, I could go. Well, for none, something, that, something. well none of that stuff. You can't eat there. So I mean, why not? Because you can't eat it inside anywhere. Okay, you can eat outside. Capitol Grill, they have they, in Philly. They got tables outside, not Del Frisco's though. Um, all right, well that, that's about it. We will see you Saturday night on FS1 as you take on Brian Mendoza, Brian Mendoza, Thomas Cornflake, Lamont. Thank you for a few minutes, and we'll talk to you along the way.